Matthew 7. All right, Matthew 7, verses 24 through 29. All right, so if you got your Bibles out, go to whip those bad boys out for me. We're going to be diving in the Word together, so it's going to be great. It's going to be great. So today, we're going to be talking about the parable of the two foundations, all right? I know a lot, we don't really talk about the parable of the two foundations so much. We talk more about the prodigal son or the sower. But I feel like this, this parable is just as important. It's really underrated, if you were to ask me, okay? So the parable has two meanings. One is more literal, and another is more figurative. See, Jesus sometimes spoke in parables and other forms of figurative language so that believers could understand his spiritual lessons more easily. I'm going to read it out to you. Matthew 7, verses 24 through 29, it says this. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet, say it with me, yet, yet. It, did not fall. it did not fall. It did not fall. I love my man back there. Because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Mm. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, do that again. I like the sound effect. Yeah, yeah. All right. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teachings. Be wow. Wow. Yes. Wow. Because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. Let's all pray together real quick. Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for all that you do, Lord. Lord, please speak to me and this empowerment message to inspire these kids and let them be great lights in their community and help them spread the gospel, Lord. We love you. And that's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So during certain times of the year, after heavy rainfall, these, these big rivers would form. They'd form and they'd wash away everything in their path. We've got to go whoosh, whoosh, everything in their path. So you see, the wise man understood this. That's why he knew that the most important part of the house was the foundation. You see, the foundation is the most important part of the home because it's what the home is built on. You see, the wise man carefully builds his house. He investigates the foundation to make sure that it's sustainable. He checks the soil and elevation to make sure that there's no flood hazards. Then he builds on the foundation with confidence, knowing that it will last. See, the foundation must be strong in order for the house to be strong. You see, after the house was completed, he lived in it. Storms came and storms went. Heavy, rain, heavy winds came and heavy rains went. But the wise man sat comfortably in his house because he built it on a solid rock. You see, let's talk about the other guy for a sec, the foolish man. We talked a lot about the, the wise man. Let's talk about the foolish man, all right? The foolish man didn't know where he wanted to build his house. You see, he built his house on the sand. Now, you guys ever been to the beach? 
Yeah, I'm sure you've been to the beach. You live in Florida. But you, so in the beach, the problem with the beach, the problem with the sand is that it's really inconsistent. You know, the, the beach, on the, the, the sand on the beach is not level anywhere. So it's hard to, to build things. You ever built a sand, a sand castle before? You know how hard it is to build because the sand keeps what? Keeps falling apart, right? So the foolish man, he built his house on the sand. So the foolish man's house kept slipping and sliding and dipping and jiving everywhere. But he didn't care because he just wanted a house. So when the winds came and, and the storms came, the foolish man's house fell apart. You see, it fell apart because it didn't have a strong foundation. See, he might have he liked how the house looked. You know, it might have been a nice color. He might have had nice big windows. Might have had a nice TV in there, you know. Nice, nice garage and all that. But when it came down to the floods and the rains, it couldn't withstand the elements. It wasn't able to, to, to last against the elements. You see, the problem, I want you guys to lock in right, right with me real quick. You see, the problem is that he built his house on a substance that was never meant to be used as a foundation in the first place. Let me read that again to you. See, the problem with the foolish man's house was that he built his house on a substance that was never meant to be used as a foundation in the first place. See, the foolish man, the foolish man was someone who, who listens to Jesus' instructions but didn't follow them. This is what it looks like when we build our lives on the wrong principles. We do what we feel is right all the time. We don't listen to warnings, and we ignore God's wisdom. So there's two accounts of this parable, right? Two accounts, all right? So there's one in Matthew, and there's also one in Luke. See, Luke's account starts by saying this. It says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? And that's one of the main points of the lesson right there. You see, you go to church, you go to Sunday school, you pray, you read your Bible. But then you go out and live a life that's disobeying to God's word. Let me read you James 1, verses 20 through 22 through 25 says this. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his, his face in, the, in a mirror and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Hmm. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. So you're probably wondering, Hunter, what, what's, it, what's James saying here? James is saying that we should be doers of the word. And that's what it means to be a practical follower of Jesus. The word of God calls us to action. You see, if we only manage to be hearers of the word, then we're only deceiving ourselves. You see, by living this kind of lifestyle, you won't be able to stand up against the issues that may come into your life. 
So you're probably wondering, like, Hunter, what does it mean to be built on the sand, right? You know, that's what, that's what we're trying to figure out, okay? So you may think, oh, Hunter, I go to church, so, you know, my foundation's good. Is it really, though? Is it really, is it really good? Is your foundation, this is the question you ask yourself, is your foundation built on your relationship with the people of the church? Or is it built on your own relationship with Jesus? Let's take it a step further. Is your foundation based on your friends, your moms, your aunties, your uncles, your sisters, your grandma, your grandpa's relationship with Christ? Or is it built on your own relationship with Christ? You see, the problem with putting your foundation in people is that people are sinful. People are broken. And most importantly, people are inconsistent. All right, say it with me, inconsistent. So are you seeking validation and acceptance from those same people? Or are you seeking validation from Jesus? Yeah, I think I do need a taller foundation, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate that. Calling a little audible. That's cool. That's cool. All right, yeah, this is good right here. This is good. This is good. Yeah. Okay. So, back to it. So, are you seeking validation from those same sinful, broken, inconsistent people? Or are you seeking your validation from Jesus? You see, this world that we live in is based on trying to receive acceptance and, and validation from others. For example, look at IG, look at Instagram. A lot of people are tying their self-worth into social media. For example, you know, people are so worried about how many likes, how many comments, and how many followers they have. Then they, seek, then they end up seeking that validation from people who aren't even valid in the first place. Then they start to build their lives on an unsustainable substance and the wrong things just to get approval from other people. Another example, I'll show you people that, or the, the modern day relationship, all right? So when people, a lot of times they get into relationships, they build their foundation on the wrong things. For example, you ever heard somebody say, I need to drive the car before I buy it, right? That's an that's idiom, uh, a, a, a metaphor that's used for putting sex at the foundation of your relationship. And when you have problems in your relationship, Sex, all the moms are looking at me right now, but I, as when you put sex at the foundation of your relationship, it's going to fall apart because sex is supposed to be like a cherry on top. You guys ever had Sundays, ice cream Sundays? Remember the last time I was here, y'all made ice cream? It's supposed to be used like that. It's like, I don't know, what do you guys put on the ice cream? Cherries, right? It's supposed to be like the cherry on top, right? Hot fudge, Hot fudge whipped cream, right? Sprinkles, right? It's supposed to be like that, right? And when you put 
the wrong things at the bottom, they tend to fall apart. You see, you can't put cherries at the bottom of a Sunday because it's not strong enough. You can't put cherries at the bottom because they were never meant to be used as a foundation in the first place. So how do we build a solid foundation with Jesus? How do we do that? You see, it starts with believing in the power of God's word and having a thought life that's built on scripture. Hunter, what do you mean? Second Timothy chapter 3, 16 through 17, says all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. Hebrews 4.12 says, for the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. See, whether you know it or not, whether you like it or not, the power of God is living and it's active in our lives. It's the only foundation that's consistent and will stand the true test of time. You see, we have to trust the Lord and know that his promises are true. We must abide in God's word. We must apply God's word to our lives. We must have faith in who Jesus is and in God's word. You see, if we as God's people become solid in our faith, then our actions will soon follow. Now, I get it. You know, I get it. Like, life, life is hard. You know, trials and hardships, they come all the time. So today, uh, or last month, um, my mom, she got diagnosed with uh, uh, breast cancer. And they found cancer in her breast. And, you know, when you hear something like that, the first thing you think of is how long does, does she have left? You know, and that was hard for me. You know, I, my mom told me, like, it was hard for me to really understand. So we, I hugged her, and I just held her as tight as I could. And we both cried, and we wept together, and, and we prayed together. And, you know, luckily, um, they caught it in time. And so today, they were able to, my mom was able to have a surgery done, and they were able to remove the cancer cells from her, from her body. Yeah, you can clap for that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, God is good. God is good. Like, that's real. That's real. That's real to me. So what the enemy tried to do, what he tried to do to my family was take the peace and the, the security that we have. But what he didn't know was that the, the peace and security that me and my family have 
is not founded in this world. Our foundation isn't in this world. My family and all y'all, your foundation needs to be in the name of Jesus. You see, when your foundation is in the name of Jesus, you'll be able to withstand any storm that life tries to throw your way. And if it's not, those same storms that came to to blow you away will destroy everything that you have. You see, when we choose to build our lives on the strong foundation that is God, nothing, and I mean absolutely nothing in this world, will be able to knock you off. I want you guys to bow your heads with me. Bow your heads with me. I just want to offer you guys a little challenge today. I want you guys to investigate your own hearts. You know, what, what are you building your foundations on? Is it on people? Those same broken, inconsistent, sinful people? Is it the things in this world? Is it on your friends? Or is your life built on the the, the unshakable, the unchangeable, unmovable foundation of the name of Jesus. Let's all pray together. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for all that you've done for us, Lord. Lord, if there's, there's people in the room today that have their foundation on anything else but you, God, just take their attention from that, God. I, I just ask you to just show them that you're the only thing that is strong enough to hold their lives together, God. We love you so much, God. We thank you. And that's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.